Carl here from Games Brains Death Bang Live, GBHBL.com. And I'm here with Kaz George of Melbourne based death metal duo Ethereal, who released a new album, Nameless Horrors, a few weeks back, October 23rd to be exact. Kaz, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. How's your day going so far? You're on the other side of the world, so you've actually had a, a day. <laughs> Uh, we have, it is nearly 11 and I'm good. Still charging. Yeah. It's like mid afternoon for me. So, hey, I just had a coffee, had some snacks, ready to charge. Mid afternoon. Isn't it like 11 PM, right? Yeah. But, I mean, hey, I'm probably running a little bit like behind everyone else's schedule, but being a creature of the night, it's how we roll. Okay. 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 And 2020 in general, how have you been holding up throughout this extremely difficult and different year? <laughs> uh okay i guess as well as could be expected i guess we're still here still trying to create still trying to uh not let it affect us in a negative way yeah. um yeah literally just trying to push on it's yeah. just i i don't have time to be stopped by things like this i think we all just need to keep taking it in our stride and just keep going well, has it been easy to kind of stay that, that focused and moving forward with a positive mindset? <laughs> no way, man. Yeah. <laughs> lots of uh, meditation, lots of keeping busy, uh, lots of pouring yourself into your work to try and uh, not so much distract, but um, just keep sane. Uh, I have unplugged my TV. I have no TV anymore. Uh, enough mainstream media, it's, it's toxic as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, totally unplugged. Um, we just want to create and just move on with things. So I noticed you mentioned meditation there. As, as a personal thing, is that something that you, you do regularly and does it, do you find it mm. actually helps? Oh, it's awesome, yeah. You really, it really uh, steals your mind. Um, it's important to be still and reflective. <laughs> uh, not that you may know, or probably doesn't really come through with like our music that would be sort of peaceful, calm, loving people <laughs> listening to our music. But um, yeah, we're actually pretty chill and just try to get out into nature and uh, stay grounded. So. I always find it fascinating when anyone talks about meditation because it's not something I can relate to. I can't quite get my head around the idea of oh, really? if you've got a very busy mind. Like if you've got a very yeah. busy mind, you're always thinking of something, how you're able to switch that off. Um, you may find some meditative, I don't know, even just like uh, meditative drums or beats or ambient sort of noises might be helpful for you. Um, but I guess it is sort of hard to get into mm. um, initially. But once you sort of get used to it, um, you sort of just, you can just turn it off and it goes away. And then you sort of come back in and you're refreshed. Dude, right. you definitely have to try it. It's so good. It'll be so beneficial for you. Sure. Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check back to see that you've been doing it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so ethereal then. Can you give mm. us some insight into how this the band came to be. We don't get many death metal duos. Like we, we, you know, you get a lot of individuals doing it on their own, yeah. and effectively bedroom acts, and obviously mm. three, four-piece bands, but not two mm. people. Yeah, well, I guess um, for live, it's not 
a duo. Like, mm. I guess for those that don't know, Ethereal is myself and my partner, Shep Shepard. So we are the core of the band, yeah. always have been. We did previously have more members, mm -hmm. um, not so much for writing, recording, that sort of thing. So previous album was still written and recorded by both of us. Mm. But for live, we have drums, guitar, second guitar, whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess we find it easier, I guess particularly in these times where you can't, you have no access to anyone, can't see anyone. Uh, there's no collaboration, there's no anything. But um, yeah, we've always found that we write well together. I write all the lyrics, Shep writes music, uh, does vocals, we record everything. So yeah, it just works. Do you have like a home studio or is it something? Yeah, we do. Wow, so you guys are really enclosed there, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of like our own little world here. Kind of dig it. Um, yeah, I guess a while ago we made the choice to invest in ourselves. Mm. So invest in some good equipment, some good mics. Um, most importantly, invest in time to learn how to record properly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely been like a mad learning experience because um, we do everything. So we do all our videos, all our recording, all our PR, like everything. So That's it's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it really is. Cause like, I, I know a lot, there'll be a lot of bands that do a lot of those elements, but not, not everything. Do you, do either of you have backgrounds in like music recording or production and stuff like that? Nah. No. <laughs> no, not at all. So it's literally been, well, I guess, okay, kind of a lie. I have a, a PR background. So um, I've, I have a background in journalism. So that's sort of where I really came into this. Um, but yeah, nothing previous for production, music recording. It's literally just like musicians wanting to just take it on and just learn gives you a mad perspective of the whole industry though really and what is actually involved work-wise process-wise it's brutal yeah that's, yeah I like it well if you're enjoying it that's something and at least it's not like you're having to do it alone you can guess you can kind of push them off to your partner <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the pr side of things is that something you're still doing now yes uh definitely so I guess this is the first album release I've actually put out myself. Mm. Um, again, like mad learning curve. Yeah. But it's, it's been awesome. I've met so many great people. Um, lots of independent sort of websites like you guys and like some cool crew in like Serbia and other crew in the UK and everything. It's been awesome. So yeah, that side of thing. It's been so good, but I guess like getting through to some of the bigger publications, not a chance. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea how that works. I, I'm on the receiving end of obviously the PR side of things. And it yeah. seems like, okay, you just fire off emails nonstop to the point where eventually someone <laughs> will answer, right? <laughs> well, I guess that, yeah. So I've been learning. A little bit more than that, but yeah. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it, I guess it's kind of, when you talk about like trying to get into big publications, it kind of comes with a territory, it feels, where Australia being obviously so 
if you're trying oh. to make headway in say America or the UK, obviously it's the other side yeah. of the world and it almost feels at times very self-contained, very, con its own scene, very self-contained. Oh, totally, totally. Um, it's really small over here, um, particularly with death metal as well, like mm. mini, like it's so tiny. Um, I guess uh, in terms of metal, it just seems like traditional and thrash are probably more popular over here. Um, there's not heaps of death metal bands, there's a few, um, but yeah, I guess this year is sort of throwing things. You, there's no bands coming from interstate, you can't go anywhere, can't play shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and with social media being so saturated with music and with people live streaming and just continually, continually putting out content, content, content. Um, yeah, it's been a challenge to sort of get a little bit of headway. Yeah, because it already kind of feels like there's a bit of a glass ceiling on bands in the Aussie scene because of that reason. Oh, and then yeah. when you've got the COVID issue, it yeah. kind of just grinds things to a halt, right? Yeah. Um, I guess it's difficult also being so far away. Um, you sort of don't, it's hard to know unless you know sort of people there. It's like, oh, who should I contact? Um, you know, is there a scene? Is there like a market for my music? Are yeah. people going to like dig what I'm putting out? Um, but I guess in the end, you just have to do you and just be happy with what you are doing. And if people like it, bonus. If people hate it, fuck it. You've already done it. So just keep doing what you're doing and you like it. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting as well, because obviously for like the mainstream kind of music uh, for Australia, when you think of Australia, you're not thinking of death, black, thrash. You're thinking of rock. <laughs> and you're thinking of certain bands. Yeah, and a couple, oil. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple below that as well. And that's kind of where it ends. But one thing I've discovered over the past two odd years is that there is a thriving, heavier scene. And it's just, as you say, a matter of getting that name out there. Mm -hmm. what's, what's your biggest hurdle for you guys in particular in regards to moving Ethereal forward in that regard? Um, I guess that is the biggest hurdle, actually getting heard, um, yeah. getting people to actually listen to your music. Yeah. Um, I guess there's always sort of a barrier that no one wants to know you unless they're being fed to you. If someone presents you to someone else, it's, oh yeah, fuck yeah, so good. But if you present yourself to this person, it's just like, no. So I guess really it's, I don't know. It's, it's quite limiting. <laughs> it, I guess it's the golden question. Like, what can you do? Do you get your music heard? Um, especially when you're an independent band with like pretty much no budget, you try to do your own shares. Yeah. It's whoever, challenging. Whoever can crack that mistake, as you said, a question, how do you get your music heard amongst the uh, noise? Whoever can crack that one, they're going yeah. to be very, very rich potentially. Oh, I know. They'll literally be my hero. Seriously. <laughs> Il, it's been a few weeks since the album dropped, Nameless Horrors. How have you found the feedback to it so far? Uh, really good, actually. Um, we've actually been getting some really good reviews, which is great. Um, for making our own videos, people have been, like, digging our videos. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been pretty random. Being only two of us and having, like, such limitations on 
being actually able to go and film um, anywhere, not being allowed out of your house, um, it was, yeah, quite challenging where we could go, what we could do. We have one camera, two people, so I'm filming Shep, Shep's filming me, <laughs> trying to put it together. Um, but yeah, I think it works. I don't think people expect perfection either. I mean, what is you perfection? Know, what is perfection? You well, know? exactly. And who wants that anyway? It's not genuine. The greatest movie in the world that costs two hundred million and will find flaws of it. What does it matter if the videos, if it, if it, if people are enjoying it, that's and you're enjoying it, that's good enough. Do you, yeah, um, exactly. Did do you find then doing that sort of thing gets your like imagination kind of rolling? Do you have a lot of ideas and it's just a matter about putting them into practice? Totally. Oh my god, we have so many ideas, dude. Like next year, I've literally just. I have this book, I have this notebook, and it is full of stuff. I, yeah, I have so many ideas. Um, yeah, next year is going to be awesome because we're just going to do all of them, every single one. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. Um, but, yeah, I think once you sort of start creating and start on, like, a different tangent, it's like, oh, we can do this, or what about this? Um, and then, you know, a bit of time and effort and, you know, you can make it happen. Are one of you more grounded than the other, or are you both kind of encouraging each other, effectively as bad as each other with these ideas when you start rolling with something that may be too <laughs> ambitious? <laughs> yeah, pr we're pretty bad. It's <laughs> both of us. They're just like, yeah, we just want to do ev everything. <laughs> and you can't do everything. So, in, yeah, I guess you kind of have to chill and work out realistically what you can do, yeah. um, what's your capability to make it happen um yeah what what what's what happens when you realize that what what stops you guys from okay we want to do this but we realistically can't do that is it is it days of talking back and forth do you just realize you know what we've gone too far with this we need to hold back what is it that stops it <laughs> uh generally like coin it's just like oh we literally do not have like 10 grand to do that i'm sorry yep. no shut up stop it forget it let's come back to this in like a year and then, yeah. But I guess when you sort of come to that and realize that you can't do it, it's like, okay, so what can we do? Which will kind of not really like way up with that, but you know, how can we make what we can happen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, when did the process, so when did you guys start with the process for Nameless Horrors? Was it like two, three years ago? Was it this year? Um, no, everything was actually recorded uh, by the start of this year. Mm -hmm. So well, I guess end of last year, everything was done. So, yeah, um, so the pandemic didn't affect that side of things? No. Um, we sort of released a single in 2018, sort of along the vein of this. Mm. Um, and then we are just sort of writing. We had some demos and that sort of thing that we we're working on and, you know, just sort of cemented some songs, got them all recorded last year, um, pretty much finalised all the mixes and everything. Um, we'd actually intended on releasing earlier in the year. Okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, it just didn't happen. Mm. Kind of just get to the point where it's like, I just want to get my music out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting on this music. You know, if I don't make it happen, it's not going to get out. So, yeah. Well, you kind we of, want to start working on the next thing. 
Yeah, that that I guess where you're kind of getting sick, basically sick of those. Tra- like that's the past. We've done that, and we want to move forward. Was it that kind yeah. of? Yeah. Was there anything you were forced to do differently though this time because of like the pandemic and stuff like that, but something that you were forced to do differently that you enjoyed and you think you might stick to in the future, regardless of what the state of the world might look like? Um, hmm. Now, normally, sorry, I was going to say, normally we get bands saying like, you know, because they were forced to use a lot more online things and all that, but as you guys, I guess, are at home and you've got all this stuff here, it was very yeah. much business as usual. Usual. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I would do, even though it's been like fucking huge, like mm. such an effort, I would probably do my PR myself again. Yeah. Um, just because, well, I guess like I know the people now and they're, you know, they kind of know us and there's a face. It's not just like some nameless band. Just yeah. who, who is this? I think that's probably one of the things that we've really enjoyed the most, like meeting, you know, people all over the world. Um, Yeah, kind of building like a bit of a relationship. So yeah, blogs have been great. Press has been great. Radio has been awesome. Um, But yeah, I guess we just continue doing it. We probably wouldn't have made our own videos to the extent that we're doing now. Working on the third, like right now, Chef's Upstairs Editing. Okay. Um, so yeah, new video coming out start of December. Christmas um, theme? <laughs> no. You're the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we 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 are we are constantly trying to get bands, more modern bands, more modern young fresh bands to do Christmas tracks, because all the Christmas tracks in the world are. From the golden oldies, we want more modern bands to do Christmas music. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask Chef, dude. Maybe he'll do one especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, themes and inspirations behind the album. Obviously, the title "Nameless Horrors" it conjures up images, but obviously, you yeah. need to do some cursory reading to get an idea of what it might be based around. Can you give us a bit more deeper insight into what themes, what inspires, and what you looked at when mm. it came to working on it? Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess um, it was really based, all the songs are based on our own experiences. Mm. Um, We literally had the worst few years, like just so shit. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was shit. Um, But we got through it. Mm. We had learned. And it's just, I guess, with Nameless Horrors, you know, you can see someone and they look normal from the outside, but you just literally don't know what they've been through. Um, the horrors that they've experienced in their life, anything like that. Um, so I guess it's really for anyone just to acknowledge that because fuck, we know <laughs> we had a lot of like bad shit, you know, deaths, uh, illness, um, really really ugly breakups with music industry um legal shit Mm. housing shit just utter poverty uh yeah it's just a lot of like really shit things that people are dealing with every day um but it was therapeutic to like get it into the music um learn and just move on i think makes you stronger as a person um makes you wiser so, yeah. 
So uh, obviously an incredibly personal release to you then. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was um, pretty brutal, like writing some of the lyrics. It's oh God, oh, do I want to like put this in songs for like people to hear? Like, ah, oh. but uh, you have to, because yeah. I'm not the only one experiencing it. Other people are having the same shit as well. So yeah, I guess like really we want other people to know not alone, like we've, we've been there. It's, it's going to be okay. You'll get through it. So it feels like since the dawn of humanity, uh, we've been expelling demons through music in some way or another. Definitely. It's the best way to do it. Mm. And it will, I, I hope, hopefully it will serve as a nice time capsule for you many years down the line when, um, you're on your big us, uh, headline tour and you'll be able to look back at a decade before at that album and think wow that was our life then this is our life now kind of thing I think that's really a great way of looking at it um, previous album like when we listen to it, it's like oh yeah and you kind of remember the feelings that you had like writing it recording it listening to it so yeah I think we'll definitely have that with this record but for the moment, it's just like awesome to get all that shit out and just fucking, yeah, horns up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Draw a line under it, move on, as you said. Yeah. You mentioned at the start, so you've unplugged your TV, you avoid a mainstream media, however, mm. you're a band and you are, that requires something and that requires you to be an active on social media. It does. Yeah. How are you guys handling that side of things and the pressures that come with? All of that? Um, I guess it's really like a necessary evil that you just have to do. Mm. Um, we've met some really amazing people on social media, like, and reached people and who are now fans that we wouldn't have otherwise, um, particularly overseas. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that side of things is great. I don't... I don't want to get into the trap of like just feeling like I have to produce endless, meaningless content because mm. no one wants to see that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to do it. It wastes my time where I can be doing something productive. It clogs everyone's media feeds up. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's just like this real pressure for people to just keep producing, keep producing. But it's like, just, just chill. It's okay. Like no one's forgotten you. Like you're still there. Um, just because you're working behind the scenes doesn't mean that you, you know, you're not doing it because no one's seen you do it. So yeah, I don't know. I just like kind of avoid like <laughs> obligation posting. We've got like a great review or, you know, had an interview, done some, something awesome. Oh, for sure. Definitely. But um, yeah. And but I guess really trying to stick to like only a couple of platforms. Yeah. Having social media across 11 platforms or whatever, just. Mm. So you're I don't know shit I need to do. Huh? <laughs> so you're not on TikTok then? Oh God. I don't even, dude, I still haven't even seen what it is. I don't even know what it is. I heard it had something to do with dancing and I was like, nah, nah, no, <laughs> no chance. So. Considering 
as you said, there's all those pressures and demand to do something almost daily on social media. And that has been enhanced in the last six months because no one can effectively play live. How have you you guys been handling that side of things? So the removal of live music, have you kind of come to terms with it and been able to make peace almost? Well, I mean, we didn't really play live that much anyway. Um, not having permanent band members, it's always like a pretty big deal. Like we played a couple of times a year. Um, so I don't know at the moment here, there's no gigs in Victoria. Um, and other States I think are doing sit down gigs for 20 people. Oh, yep. Yep. I literally, I don't know how that works in metal show. Like I, I can't even picture that shit. I don't know if everyone's just like windmilling sitting down or what, but yeah, I, I don't know. So I think, I don't know, coming up, we might just organize like some like mini sort of like, I don't know, like salon shows or something, which I think would be really cool. So make it more personal. If you're not allowed to have that many people, you might as well make it like whatever the fuck you want and make it awesome. So yeah. yeah. Would you, if the offer or the opportunity came to do one of these socially distanced, um, smaller gigs, would you do it? No, I kind of feel weird about it. Right. <laughs> I, I've got to tell you this. Right? So I was in the same boat. I couldn't imagine it. When it started in this country uh, back in September-ish time, and the suggestion was yeah. small, none of our big venues were open, but small pub venues that have stages were going to do them where there was a socially distant gate. I couldn't, I was like, how on earth does that work with heavy metal? Like any, how does it work? Yeah. And then I went and saw a black metal band do it, where you go oh. and sit down, and there was a handful of people in the pub. And it was, uh, it was unusual as hell, but it was just so great to see live music again. I ended up not caring, yeah. you know? Hang on, so was everyone just like seated like two meters apart and shit? So one chair every two meters? Well, you couldn't it, even it sit like with like your friends? Groups, groups. So if you were in a group, oh, okay. we call them bubbles. So your household. So like it was me and my wife were one, were okay. one. And then there would be like a group of four people sitting at a table over there oh. and so on. And, you know, yeah, no one could, you couldn't stand up and, and thingy. And uh, at the end of the song, you know, it was kind of like, okay, would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, bravo, bravo. Exactly that. But um, I think it was, I think it was better, maybe like, because it was black metal. I, th- I did think after it was white metal. If that had been a hardcore band or something where you kind of, yeah, where well, you're yeah. supposed to maybe move around a bit more and all that, yeah. you know, or death metal, that might be a yeah. bit stranger. Hang on, so what did the band do? Were they all spread out as well or what? No, no, they were, the stage is small. Okay. There's like four, four, five of them, five of them. So okay. um, I think it works like it works. I mean, it's hard because right now those rules are gone again. We're back in lockdown, so those rules are gone. Yeah. Uh, well, but it's all about oh. bubbles, like people you live with and people you interact with on a date. Yeah, you know. How can you even police that though? You know what I mean? Like, how do they know, like, what Boris is, like, sending out his minions to, like, spy on everyone or what? Like, you, come on, man. You, you, you check in. You have to check in. Like, you would check in with an app or by signing Shut in. up. Really? Yeah. So if someone in that pub turned out to be positive, you could then be contacted to obviously isolate or get tested. What if you don't have a phone? Ooh. Um. Yahoo! Gross <laughs> There, there, a lot of them had handwritten, but then it was still a contact number. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Mm. People who get paid way more than me come up with these ideas. So, yeah. Goddamn waste of taxpayers' money. Ugh. We could, we could probably, 
we could probably talk for an hour about the issues between our separate countries in regards to how they're handling things. Um, we could. I don't know how interesting that would be for like your viewers. <laughs> well, it was very strange. Anything I will add is very strange. At the start of the pandemic, we heard all about Australia all the time. We heard all about you. We saw images. Did you really? Of, yeah, yeah. Used to hear about your issues uh, when you were going to lockdown. Then there was a thing about how uh, people were going to beaches still and ignoring it. And then you basically disappeared. We don't hear anything about Australia. I think because uh, America's problems became so widespread that that, that jumped to the top of the news pile and so yeah, on. Yeah. 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 Dude, well, pretty much Victoria was not even being broadcast because mm. we're interstate as well. So all of our family are interstate. We have no family in Victoria. We're actually from South Australia. Um, so they had no idea what was going on here. Okay. Like, it was literally like we were on this like well we still are like we can't leave the goddamn stage mm. like it was only like i think last week that we can move more than five kilometers from our house oh, wow. i know so yeah there was like a fucked curfew which is bullshit because dude I like go out at night. I don't go out during the day. I'm too pale. I burn. Like, <laughs> don't work. The Australian sun's too hot. Um, so yeah, we we were always going out at night. You know, doing our exercise, going shopping, whatever. And to not be able to do that was like, mm. oh, it. I literally don't know how I survived. Meditation and just work. Yeah, it's the only work. A restriction that may not affect massive amount of people, but affected you both um quite personally yeah oh totally it was oh i can't even describe how shit it was and how bad it was i just i, I want to like forget it forever yeah no we'll move on we'll move yeah. on because we can start going down that sinkhole okay well let's more positively then fingers crossed come next year things might be different and the future mm. you've already mentioned the video we're in december and you're working on other stuff what are mm. They say the 12 month, roughly 12 month plan for Ethereal. Um, well, we I don't want to give too much away because it's like, it's going to be awesome, yeah. I hope. Um, new album for sure. And we're going to be working on more visuals as well. Mm. Not just like videos, but like more. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, we're going to be doing that, incorporating um, field recording into what we're doing. So we're going to be going out, getting sounds, just oh, awesome. sounds. Okay. Yeah. Um, you probably noticed like on the record, there's like a few sort of industrial noises and that wind and a few other things, but we had a really hard time finding exactly. Sorry. Sorry. My cat is making so much noise. I don't know if you can hear it. Wait a minute. Go out. <laughs> Sorry, he decided to come right by my feet and was meowing. <laughs> oh, so cute. Slash, so, so naughty. Field recordings. Um, yeah, so field recordings, we had a, a lot of trouble finding exactly what we're looking for. Mm. Um, so we decided we're just going to make our own. Mm. Um, so we're going to go out wherever it may take us. Nature, right? Nature, uh, all over the place. Okay. Um, go exploring and get some like really cool sounds to, I guess, accompany what we're doing next time. 
yeah and just have a nice library of it that's awesome that's very very yeah definitely so it'll be fun we hadn't done it before um something we're sort of really excited to get into um because we love sort of like not that you would know i guess kind of by listening to us but we like love going outdoors going (laughs) into nature uh just chill listening to like birds and frogs and wind and plants and shit so yeah it's fascinating because yeah i'll imagine when it's your you're trying to focus on finding these specific sounds you kind of mm. uh, you kind of hear things you never normally do you know we're so closed off and you walk down the street and you're so in I your know. own head incredible totally you guys There's just so many sounds that you just unless you are i was actually having this discussion the other day with um my mentor that there's just unless you're so present in the moment, you just miss so many things. Like, oh, I've never noticed like that particular like area, that tree, that sound, that, you know, whatever it may be, it's the stars. Like, you know, I think everyone's so busy and just so caught up. I mean, how many people were just like staring down at their goddamn phone the whole time as well? Like, I'm sorry, I literally fucking hate that so much. Mm. <laughs> I have a bit of hate with it. I hate it. You were so, in a hard place. You've got to promote and push a band, but you've got to try and avoid dealing with all the uh, modern trappings that come with it. Good luck I know, with that. How does it even work? It's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very fine line, and uh, I think, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, cheers. I'm going to need it. <laughs> Kaz, on that front, thank you so much for your time. Dude, thank you. It's been awesome. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?